Coming up next on All About Android, Jason Howe, we got Florence Ion, we got Duncan Jaffrey from Osdroid.net. Both Flo and Duncan were at the Made by Google events in New York City and in Australia. So they've got the Pixel 4 in hand. They've got the Nest Mini in hand. Plus, they had hands-on time with the, uh, well, they got to see the Pixel Buds. But they had hands-on time with the Pixel Book Go, uh, the Nest Wi-Fi. We talk about all of it in intricate detail up next on All About Android. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Hello, welcome to All About Android, episode 442. That's 442, recorded on Tuesday, October 15th, 2019, your weekly source for latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. I'm Jason Howell. And I am a... Hey, you did a good crop. I'm Lord Zion. Sorry, I was... I was. This is a great crop. Bravo on the crop, Victor. <laughs> Normally, your crop is way off base, but... Yeah, I, no, I, well, I try. I'm, I've got a <laughs> webcam nose up. So yeah. I was expecting the worst. Yeah, no, things are looking good. Flo, you are in, uh, okay, so you are in your hotel in New York City after going to the the big Google event, which we are going to focus most of this show on. Go away, Google. Uh, so that's one hotel uh, yes. connection to, to contend with. Uh, on the other side of me is uh, not Ron. Ron is off this evening. Unfortunately, he could not make it. But Duncan Jaffrey, Osdroid.net, also from an Australian hotel, which I've I've heard that Australian hotels are pretty awesome when it comes to internet connectivity. Uh, I haven't actually heard that, but what do you think? Let's put that out there and hope that's the case. <laughs> it's, it's not looking great so far. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple of issues, but hey, this is what happens when Google holds events all across the the, the country and the world. Um, this is just the way it goes. If we want people on the ground at these events with devices that we will have in hand uh, as we talk about them during this show, this is just what we ha- what we got to do. This is the way it goes. Duncan, you were on this same episode last year. I realized I was going back in time through our Ooh, schedule. Duncan has two. Ooh, what is that? You yeah. have an orange one. Yeah, I know. Maybe Duncan has things. Florence has why, things. Why does Australia get the orange one? What? That's a good question. Well, you know what? They feel bad about all the things they make you wait for. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's probably it. Or never arrive. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you're the only Australian that gets the device uh, anytime soon. Every, every other Australian has to wait. What are we talking about? Pixel 1 comes out next week. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. I hear that it's reached the end of its update cycle. I don't know. Is that true? Is it still getting any updates? I don't even know. I, I, I think it's good for the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, at least there's that. Hey, uh, I don't want to rob Victor of his opportunity to do a news bumper all centered on the biggest hardware announcement of the year by Google. So, Victor, take it away. We were out for a few days because of the power outage, but I think the crisis was averted. Burke, Burke ate all the string cheese in the fridge, so oh, they didn't good. go to waste. Good. No spoiled string cheese. Yeah. Thank you, Burke, for doing the hard work that no one else wants to do. But then isn't, you, isn't, it, isn't it just aged cheese at that point? I don't know. If, if it gets too warm and, and 
I don't know. String cheese has a really weird shelf life. It like, does. It really it's can last. When it's in the lunchbox, it's yeah. for kids. Anyway. Well, Believe it was you. safe. <laughs> Thanks to Burke. <laughs> or Burke has, a, has an iron stomach. Either way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So big news of this week, of course, is the Made by Google event. Google held their event this morning initially. So that's where Flo is in New York City. Went to the event in the morning uh, and then held an Australian event Later, uh, Duncan went to that event, I, I think, shortly before showtime. So we've got a couple of events and a lot of hardware. So let's start off with, I think, the the hardware that most people are probably watching this show to know all about. You probably already know about it. Uh, the Pixel 4 and the 4XL, which Google announced uh, this morning. And uh, it is, it's a tall drink of water. And I feel, so, I feel like it's so familiar. Flow is. Can you hear this ASMR through the hotel Wi-Fi? <laughs> Flow is is <laughs> taking the plastic wrapping Ooh. off of the Pixel Four. Now that is the Ooh. Pixel Four, not the XL, correct? No, listen, they know me. They know their audience. Okay. Flow does not want an XL. Flow okay. Flow is a regular sized phone. Um, Here it is, and I'm going to turn it on. Hopefully, it's slightly charged. It's kind of freaky. Oh, yep. These things come charged. Oof, oh, it's really bright. It's really but... bright. Yeah, by default. Okay, so you've got the four. I ordered the XL uh, in white. I did not get the orange version. It appears you have the white. Okay. Duncan, you somehow got the orange version. Tell me, in person, does the orange look nice? or Because I'm not sold on it. We've got an XL and a, a standard here. <sighs> Some people are going to love it. Yeah. I can't say that it's me, but I also have to admit to being a boring black uh, slab of glass man myself. Okay. So, um, but look, it's distinctive. Uh, it is. If someone sees that, they're, they're going to um, notice it's different. Okay. All right. Well, it definitely does stand out, and it is a limited edition. You can only get it in the 64 gig configuration right now. Maybe 128 gigs will follow down the line, but... Um, since we're since we're actually looking at these devices, just to kind of fill people in, if they haven't already been following the mountains upon mountains of leaks that make this probably the most mm-hmm. leaked phone in the history of smartphones, uh, the Pixel <laughs> 4 5.7 inch 1080p display, the Pixel 4 XL with a 6.3 inch Quad HD Plus display, the Pixel 4 with a 2800 milliamp hour battery, and my goodness, that is a small battery for a premium smartphone. I don't know how right. I feel about that. Uh, so I guess time will tell as far as like whether that's enough. Uh, 3,700 milliamp hour battery for the 6.3 inch version. And otherwise, both models are identical to each other from what I understand. Uh, both have the dynamic 90 hertz refresh rate, uh, HDR certified display, 19 to 9 uh, aspect ratio. Uh, both have the Soli radar, which is the radar up top for motion sense. That's the air gestures sort of thing, even though they don't call it air gestures. I think that's a, a Samsung terminology, but uh, Google's calling it motion sense for waving your hand in order to mute a, mute a phone that's ringing or, or skip tracks, that sort of stuff uh, on your You know, player. I brought a demo of that to the show today. <laughs> did you? Okay. I did. So, okay. So how do we see this? Uh, so it should be, should be in the Google drive folder. Okay. Uh, it's, I'm pretty, oh, you know what? Actually, I forgot to upload the Pikachu one. Never mind. Oh, 
no Pikachu I'm terrible. One. That's okay. Google, I'm sorry. Google kind of talked about that a little bit, or rather 9to5 Google did <laughs> when they leaked this like a week ago, that there would be a, a game. Is it pre-installed on the device, or is it as like a demonstration yeah, of Soli? It's a demonstration, and thus far, all I could get Pikachu to do was wave hi to me and blow me a kiss. Okay. So that's kind of well, that's the cute. extent of it. Um, I brought some shaky B-roll of the different, uh, just the different sizes and colors. The orange is, by the way, in person, it's a very Halloween orange. Oh, okay. So it's very, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when you buy a pumpkin to go trick-or-treating, like the little plastic pumpkin, okay. it's sort of akin to that. Man, it's you're not, not selling like me on this orange. orange. <laughs> it's not bad in person. I okay. mean, it's, it's too bad you're not really getting it from my shots, but... I I mean, it's I, I agree with Duncan. The black one has this really nice like sheen to it that is definitely it, it's not like matte on the back the way that yeah. the white and the orange ones are. OK, but at the same time, I don't know. It's a new design paradigm. And I think I am going to have to get used to it because I, I really liked the Pixel 3. So, yeah, I mean, and the well, Pixel 3a like. Well, and this is the first time in the Pixel phones uh, where Google is stepping away from the kind of like the two-toned uh, design, which actually on my 3XL, it's kind of hard to show uh, because it's all white. But, you know, you can kind of see the two-tone, the, the like shimmery glass, mm -hmm. smooth glass up top, uh, kind of frosted glass below. That's been yeah. like the signature design on the back of the, of the Pixel line since it launched. And now they're going, obviously, in a very different direction. Um, and that design language is, is traveling over to some of their other devices, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, but you like this device, like in person after seeing it leaked all, all over the place, up and down, Duncan finally having it in, in your hands and, and being able to use it. Like what, what strikes you about the design? I think it's exactly what we'd expect. One, based on the iteration of the one to two to three to four, the rumors that we've seen. Um, so it's. It's familiar. It, it's what I expected. You know, it's got the good hand feel, as people like to say. There's a nice heft to it. Yeah. Um, you know, just bouncing between the twos. The, the obviously the smaller one is slightly lighter. Um, the display is quite nice. We have actually noticed that there's different color tone between the two displays when we turn them on side by side. Oh, so that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if there's anything that comes from that beyond the Wi-Fi setup screen, which is as far as we've got thus far. Um, they're uh, using the cameras in the demo area. The the night side is greatly improved and the starlight photography is out of this world. I had a great little um, tent set up which went into a dark room with all of these uh, uh, fairy lights hidden behind glass and mirrors. Uh, kind of as like standing in the stars and the photo that came out of that compared to a night site on a Pixel 3 was just mm. night and day, unintended. So look, it, it's, it, it's where Google needs to be. It's a really nice move forwards. Um, I think partly because of the leaks, um, there's nothing really about the hardware that's grabbed me today because I've seen it so often, but some of the software things they're doing are, you know, are, are fantastic, especially with the new assistant, the neural core on the, on the device itself, helping you to um, speed up Google Assistant, get more out of the device. Uh, it seems to have the continued conversation now on the device powered by the neural core. So you can start an engagement with um, the assistant on your Pixel 4 and just keep going. So you can say, show me my photos, show me my photos of Spain, choose the ones at night, please send that to Brian, for instance, and the, the, the Pixel assistant will just walk you through that. Um, and it's hard to tell how much of that is the new 
it's just an experience that will roll out in the future to everyone and slightly slower in Australia and how much of that is going to need that neural core. And they didn't really elaborate, but they did say some of the new assistant features uh, on the Pixel and other devices are going to be hardware dependent. But it, it's a great move forward. Yeah. And I mean, this the Pixel 4 is kind of the, it, well, is the launch device for the next second generation assistant software assistant's been around for a while now so now we're seeing an official second generation launch that hits with the pixel 4 to start off with uh, and, and like they said 10 times faster much of that happening on the device uh which they even hinted at you know back at, at google io earlier this year um that that would be one of the key differentiators of of the pixel 4 and, and what it brings is that on device uh, computational capability so um definitely looks cool there we mentioned the Soli radar for motion sense. They also mentioned that it has the fastest secure face unlock on a smartphone. That being because when you reach your hand towards the phone, the Soli radar will detect that and fire up the sensors needed for when it, when it hits your face instead of having to do it like, you know, pull it up to your face power it to turn it on and then that unlocks it it should be one continuous motion uh do you, have you have either of you noticed that and in, in as far as or set that up yet at this point nope uh no. no i i did get to play with the assistant earlier that we were talking about and that was i mean that was fast but it was all kind of like the same demos being shown throughout yeah. But as far as that goes, I feel like that stuff you really I wasn't super impressed with motion sense just from using the demos. Okay. Like I it took me a while to get Pikachu to wave back at me, you <laughs> know, and to kind of understand what to do. Yeah. And I actually went into the settings to kind of see what motion sense was about and it's super limited at mm. present. It's yes. not it's not really it's not a robust feature. It's not like you can go in and set all these things up. It's just to make it a little easier so, oh, you can, you know, go through tracks in a playlist or, you know, you can, I guess, turn on the phone. But it's it's such a subtle thing. It, this, this is really the thing that alpha. has to be tested in the real world. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it, Duncan. It feels alpha. Well, I, I, I feel like it is saying that it feels alpha is actually really critical. Like, that that's a critical statement. I feel like... Which I'm not. I'm not pushing back on it at all. I've not used it, but saying it's alpha makes me think that it just like it's it's a poor execution right out of the gate. Would you limited, eh, not poor? poor. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, we were doing the music demo. The first thing I wanted to do was stop the music. What would you do with a device like that? Yeah, I tried this. Yeah. nothing so no. the, it yep. seemed to only respond yep. to a swipe that way or a swipe that way now it responded each time every time it was reliable it did the same thing when i when i did that but that seemed to be it swipe left swipe right now that's yep. good if you're mr miyagi but i was looking for a little bit more yeah we should all that's a great aspire point. to be mr miyagi yes uh, <laughs> uh but mr miyagi also knew when to put a stop to the violence uh, and somebody had a country music playlist on at the demo today, and well, Mr. there was Mi no way to stop. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi couldn't help then. What is going on, Mr. Miyagi? Like, and Duncan's right. I was going like this. I was like, stop, stop, <laughs> and it like it would not stop. Yeah. And so I was like, what the heck? So I went into the settings, and I'm like, there's nothing here. It's just two, three options, yeah. and yeah, okay, that's cool. It 
it does what it does well. Google doesn't say it does anything other than that. So yeah, it's not that it's true. a poor execution. It's, I, I don't know what I imagined. And look, the person doing the demo quite rightly pointed out, we're dealing with radar here. Yeah. And I think what, what I was looking mm. for was optical. But what I would say is it's a front-facing camera on there. They obviously know how to do it because they've done it in the in the Nest Hub Max, whatever they call that yeah. thing. Um, and so maybe a hybrid approach where they're using the solely, they're using the camera solely detectively. So, you know, people who speak normal language within 60 centimetres of the device solely will be activated. So it'll, it'll know you're there. It'll start kicking off the processes and start detecting things. So you get within 60 centimetres, it turns on that front-facing camera maybe. It sees your hand and the stop motion. It, it sees there's nothing else and they bring all that together. That's supposed to be what Google's good at. And that's what I mean by alpha. Is I think they're going to add to this probably in the lifetime of the Pixel 4 um, based on feedback, based on the data they get, and I think it will be better. Yeah. Okay. That that Agreed. explains yeah. it better. I think when I heard Alpha, I was like, "Man, this thing must never work," you know, because I think of some of the things that have felt very Alpha that Google releases, and it's like, "All right, this is way before it should be released." Google definitely thinks that this should be released now, so it better work out of the gate. So at least it's working. It's just a limited feature set. And I would completely agree that that was my worry going in: is here's this most amazing technology that Google's been working on that's very different from everything else in the market right now, and it launches with like five control features you know a couple of those dedicated only to music apps and it's like i feel like there's so much more potential for more than that maybe at some point they open it up to developers and developers can choose to do some interesting things with that um i guess that remains to be seen but that would be the future of of this solely radar technology that i'm really curious to see down the line is what what are creative uses for it that make you go okay that's that's neat, but that's like amazing, you know, and I haven't seen that yet. If you say to me, should they take it out? A hundred percent. No, okay. this is Google. This is yeah. what they do. This, yeah. is, is, this is exactly what I would want from Google. So this isn't a criticism. It's hope. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's good. Um, now let's see here. So we talked about the on-device uh, processing, the the on-device language hybrid model, which is going to help with the assistant. Uh, one thing we haven't really touched on are the cameras, which are another big feature uh, here. And this is the first, uh, right? Yeah, I, was, I had to check for a second and be like, wait a minute, were there dual cameras on, on the other one? No, there haven't been, which is kind of remarkable considering how amazing the cameras on the previous Pixels have been. They've been able to capable of doing so much. Now with the Pixel 4 and 4XL, you get the two, main, the two sensors, a main 12.2 megapixel uh, sensor with optical image stabilization, mm-hmm. f1.7 aperture, and then a telephoto 16 megapixel with optical image mm-hmm. stabilization f2.4 aperture and i saw some uh some pictures uh, earlier i think it was android police posted an article of an example of the super zoom that's happening on the sucker and it's really i mean they've they've really improved that even even more to the point to where an 8x zoom and i'm sorry i don't have the link in the doc but an 8x zoom is just like wow that's like perfectly usable i mean it, it looked really good I cannot wait to test it out this week. I was kind of hoping to do some of that today, but oh my gosh, these things are very <laughs> yeah tiring. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm very, I'm also very curious about that the new like night site, just the ability to shoot those starry photos. Because Jason, you and I, we love to camp. We love to go out into the woods, yep. and I would love to not have to carry gear with me besides. It's my phone on airplane mode. That's kind of how I 
like to be out in the wilderness. Yep. I just want ebooks, music, and the camera to kind of shoot, you know, being out where we are. And uh, I would love to be able to just do those shots at night and take like the starry sky. And just, yeah. I'm really looking forward to trying that out. And I'm also, um, tomorrow morning, I'm hopefully when I leave for the airport, I'm going to try and see how this thing works at dawn because they had mentioned, you know, the night site, you want to get creative with it. And I really like that that was part of the presentation because I think, um, and I know like any Leibowitz was up there like talking about that. Which, yeah. by the way, was kind of cool to see Annie Leibovitz in person. I just want to say, I wanted to talk to her about her Demi Moore photo shoot of the early 90s. But unfortunately, um, she was not taking questions from the crowd. <laughs> That's okay. Just one question on Demi Moore. Demi, no. just, oh, one, just one question. <laughs> um, will you shoot me? No, just kidding. Right. Um, is, <laughs> yeah, take, a, take a, I, a selfie of me, please. <laughs> Although that's not I really was, a selfie. Uh, yeah, true, true. But I was just kind of impressed to hear that it really is just kind of about how like much legwork you put into the smartphone and not so it's not so much anymore about well, because smartphones are so good and with the pixels the pixel 3 was really good at dawn photos like the sunrise you know that was a thing that we don't really think about when we talk about night sight because you think oh it goes at night but yeah, yeah. when night turns into day that's like another time when you want to kind of take out the camera so I'm I'm just just really excited to just I want to put these things on like a dual rig and just go out and like see how different they are. Heck yeah. Um super excited about the astrophotography um capabilities of this. What are Oh, and I, a shadow slider. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So that's that's another aspect of this. So so a lot of improvements here. Live HDR plus, basically an approximation of what mm -hmm. HDR is going to look like when you're looking through the viewfinder. That's really neat. Now, in, instead of taking the picture and then looking at it later and being like, okay, the, the the details in the window aren't totally blown out, you can actually see a preview of that. And like I said, it's an approximation. It's not exactly what you're going to get, but it gives you an idea of what you're going to get. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, dual exposure controls is what you were talking about. Brightness and shadows. It's There are two sliders that will appear in the camera interface uh, by default, I think. And I'm, mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, Pruitt and I were, were covering the live show this morning here. Uh, for Twit uh, Live News, and we were wondering, like, how confusing those controls might be for a photography newbie, for someone who mm -hmm. just gets the can't, you know. But I, but I have a feeling like it's simple enough, right? Like it's two sliders. Someone who's never used those kinds of controls before, they're going to reach for it at some point and and move them around and go, oh, oh, that that was cool. You know, it it made the the shadows look a little brighter, and I can actually see the faces now. Um, so I'm curious to see how much of a, a difference that'll make. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I had a as a hands on with the start astral photography and in, in the experience booth, and it was amazing. Um, it, it it takes night sight to the next level, and they, they had they had a camera where they'd taken some photos last night in and around the area, and it's amazing how it. It combines night sight and the astral photography, so that the, the ground level is like a night sight, a night shot photography. So you've, you know, you, you can see all the buildings and everything around, but then the sky is perfect um, with with all the stars and all of the fuzz that are normally in the image is just gone. And it, it it really was as impressive as the demos they showed. Yeah. Um, and you know, we recognised the landmarks. So these were taken date stamp last night. Wow. 
That is awesome. I mean, Nightside is just uh, such a wonderful feature, and I I use it all the time, and I love it. Uh, also, going to get learning based white balance, so automatic white balance. You know, machine machine learning based, so it can detect. You know, one of the examples they used was, and I've totally been in this exact situation. Go to an aquarium. And you take a picture of someone and their face is the color of the aquarium because of the light shining through it and everything. Suddenly their face is blue. Well, the machine learning um, algorithm, you know, the training that's been done there enough times recognizes that, hey, that's a human face. Faces aren't blue. Faces are usually this color and makes the adjustments to automatically and dynamically uh, adjust white balance in a scenario like that. Just as one example. And uh make it so it's balanced appropriately and i think that's just something that that's something that most people would appreciate if they even knew it was happening but they probably won't because their picture will just look good right out of the box and be like hey that's a great photo they won't know what happened in order to make it great mm-hmm. it's a risky feature though could, could be yeah skin tones and also to get someone's skin tone incorrect because of you know the sample size of what they've programmed it with and and you know we've seen google have a couple of mistakes with that and several of these uh, ai based image recognition systems have trouble with that so i, I really hope they've tested that well because i don't wish them ill yeah but yeah i, I hope really that they can... and all of those things so let's hope that it gets those balances right Totally, one hundred percent, and I have I have faith at this point that that Google's really good at its machine learning, uh, you know, stuff. I mean, its its photos are are built on the foundation of it at this point. So, uh, crossing my fingers that it that it plays out the way I think it will. Probably they say wider range portrait mode with SLR bokeh, so that's good. Um, and that's the cameras. They also mentioned the recorder app, which we mm-hmm. showed off on the show. A few weeks back, because uh, you know, nine to five Google and their avalanche of leaks about this device. And Actually, everything. I think that was XDA. Oh, was it XDA? Okay. Just, yeah, yeah I hard just, to keep that, track. That was when Michelle was on the show. That's you know, right. Just going right. to give props. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that. Uh, it was it was XDA. Now, um, just on that tip, I will say I was gone. You know, last week I was, we were in Victoria, uh, British Columbia, visiting my wife's grandma who's turning 95 and wow. while we were there we were uh, my wife mentioned like i really want our kids to interview you know my grandma and and yes. stuff and i was like oh, i've got the best app for it and so we totally used it and it's amazing like it, because especially because i will say uh her grandma has a very thick uh, like, like, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's, a an East coast Canadian, uh, accent or if it's from Victoria, but she has a definite accent that it, that can be kind of somewhat difficult at times to understand. Mm-hmm. And this thing did an amazing job and it's all searchable. It was just, it was like, this is what this app was made for. And mm-hmm. I just never knew that I needed this app until suddenly Google made it. So it's really cool. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, white, black, and orange, of course. Uh, pre-ordering today uh, begins today. Shipping starts October 24th. But if you're pre-ordering now, you're not getting it until later. Uh, you needed to get in early in order to get it that uh, that soon. Uh, the Pixel 4, the smaller version, starts at $799. The Pixel 4 XL starts at $899. I didn't get a confirmed. I didn't actually look at a confirmed price on the top of the line Pixel 4 XL. Is it $999 for one, 128 gig? I'm assuming it probably is. 
Probably. Yeah, it's, it's probably a hundred bucks more. It's a lot as it is anyway. So so you're one dollar shy of a thousand dollar mark on a Pixel phone, and some people would say like, I don't know that Google is justifying that cost. Um, I know. I, I I don't know that they are either. I don't know that any company is justifying a thousand dollars for a smartphone, but Google wants to be seen on that level. They want to be seen with their smartphone being as premium as anything else on the market. Um, Duncan, do you do you feel like uh, Google has justified uh, their their desire to be seen in the top tier? And, uh, there's a lot of uh, division in the Ozdrawing team. I'm firmly in the camp of uh, high end smartphones don't always deli- deliver value for money. I, yeah. One of my phones is a Pixel 3a. It's it's fantastic. It comes in at you know two thirds of the price. It doesn't deliver two thirds of the experience. It has almost everything you could want. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting if a 4a comes out and what value that shows. You certainly get a little extra for your money. I feel that they jack the prices up. So you know in Australian dollars it starts at a thousand and forty nine dollars with a 54 gig, uh, 5.7 inch model and goes all the way. Wow. Uh, all the way up to uh, 1,429 for the 128 gig uh, Pixel 4 XL. Now, those prices I've just been told from my colleague on the side is that it's actually slightly lower in Australia than last year's pricing. Oh, so really? That's good for us to get. Um, but maybe the dollar's strong at the moment, uh, but that's they are certainly premium devices. Yeah. But you're paying, you are paying a premium. And for those who want to, great. And you need these options. I just do feel that at that end of the market, there's just this wee bit of price gouging going on. This little bit. Uh, interesting. Okay. Um, a few random tidbits here that I'll throw in. No buds in the box, no earbuds in the box, no USB-C to, you know, uh, headphone, you know, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack converter in the box. No more original quality uploads to Google Photos. Remember the original uh, Pixel. This was what it was, what it, one of the major features was that when you have the Pixel, your photos upload in original quality. You're not getting that here. Uh, They're not (laughs) long. What's that? Sorry. I'm laughing. We ran out of room. Yeah. Sorry. We we can't fire up any more servers. I'm sorry. We're not made of money. We're just Google. Um, They're not launching in India uh, due to failing uh, to secure permission to use the frequency range with the Soli radar. And in fact, Soli only works in countries that it's certified in. So if you happen to travel to an uncertified country, that radar gets disabled while you're there. Wow. That's interesting. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. also just failing to secure the permission to use it in India is uh and which prevents the phone from launching in that in in that uh that country. Giant market, yes. That giant market that Google has said time yes. and time again it's yes. really focused on. Like that's a big fail. Um yes. the solely radar data stays on the device. The enhanced night sight is coming to the 3 and the 3A eventually. Um, I don't know when that's happening. Live caption is exclusive to the 4 at launch, but then coming to the 3 and the 3A in December. And these phones are not compatible with Daydream VR because Daydream VR is no longer a thing. (laughs) It has been canceled. I have one small correction. Oh, okay, cool. Correct me. Earbuds are country-dependent. Oh, no way. Oh. oh. So you guys were asking last week what would happen in markets that uh, mandated that they have to have them. They'll get them. In, okay. And I, you know, I was out last week, so I didn't catch that. Um, 
I, I didn't know that that was a mandate in certain countries. That that's Me either. That is really interesting. Okay. Um, all right. So then depending on your market, you might get buds in the box, but you're not going to get what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, I was uh, about to say. Good segue. But uh, yeah, the Pixel 4, 4XL, I'm very, very excited uh, to get mine. And I think I'm getting mine like, well, Leo's gone. Leo and Lisa leave for like a month. His come while he's gone on like the 25th. So in a couple of weeks. And I think I'm going to get my hands on that and be able to do the review and everything while Leo's gone. So I'll take good care of it, Leo. I promise. Make sure, make sure you get a case. I did. I did. They're quite nice. Yes. I, I really actually like Google's fabric cases uh, for their Pixel phones. So I got one of um, those as well. I also got a special case today as part of my little package, but it doesn't fit the phone that I have. Oh. Well, that's uh, too bad. <laughs> it's it's an L, so maybe I'll give it to you, Jason, if you like bees. Oh, okay. And you like bee- bees. Yeah, you like bees. They're they're good for the environment. Oh, that would be perfect on my honeycomb device. It, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. It's literally a honeycomb design. It's more design. fun to look disapprovingly, though, in the camera when it's in the bottom quarter. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to the buds. Man, we yeah. have a lot in this in this episode. I, I, think, I think we're probably going to just zero this episode specifically on the Google announcements and then the arena at this well. point because we have a lot to say. Uh, the Google Pixel Buds. And I'm interested in these because it's like Microsoft's earbuds, but a whole lot smaller. <laughs> right? Like it's almost the yeah. same thing, but a completely opposite size. Microsoft uh, went Victor, big. There should... Google went small. Sorry. No, go for it. Uh, v- Victor, there should be a photo in the main drive folder to kind of show you the different colors and the charging case that they come in. Uh I would like to say that I was not one of the lucky few that got to actually hold them. Okay. So since they are not, is it in there? Did I put it in there? I can't load it because I'm on hotel Wi-Fi and I don't want to like ruin everything. Victor um, says that he doesn't see it, but that's but that's okay. We've got the oh, we've got the um, shop site. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, so I wasn't one of the lucky few to get my hands on them. I don't know that they were working. I think they people were just handling them for like video photography purposes they weren't working yeah yeah but and the ones that were on display it was like at the back wall where nobody was allowed to touch it now obviously some people got to touch these things now i did not want to risk getting yelled at so (laughs) i did not touch anything i I was a good (laughs) i I know i wasn't i wasn't feeling super dangerous risk your invitation (laughs) to any future google event from the history of time come on it's totally worth it uh but you know the colors are really nice in person obviously you get the color schemes that match the phones uh but of course the real the real taste test is when you put them in your ear and you go out into the world and yeah. you know the one of the things that i i was talking to someone about was just um the galaxy buds like i wear them they're here with me i travel with them i you know i nap with them on the plane and they're really comfortable but the problem is if you want to do anything super like jumpy or maybe you're running across the street you're usually putting your hand up to your ear to kind of like make sure it's staying in or yeah. if you know you're when at the gym, when you're super sweaty, like they kind of start to fall out. Um, I sweat a lot, so I'm whatever. That's my <laughs> that's yeah. my usage case. I, and I so I'm you. curious. Uh, yeah, I mean, some people don't. 
luckily uh, for them. But I'm super curious about how these are going to wear out in the world. Because yeah. I think, you know, it's it's easy to have beautiful models, you know, try them on for product photography and product shots. But it's one thing. It's another thing when you're out in the real world, just kind of like bouncing along and running after a bus or driving across the street into the last couple of seconds. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that's where the real stuff gets tested. So but I don't doubt the sound will be good. Yeah. So. As far as these are concerned, they, Google has ditched the wire. God, go away, Google. Uh, Google has ditched the wire that goes from one ear to the other, uh, which was their previous wireless take. Now it's true wireless, so just the bud that goes in the ear. It sits really flush with the ear. I feel like it looks really nice in the ear. It's got a low profile. Um, they say it's a hybrid design for sealing in the sound. Uh, while also having a spatial vent that lets through some environmental sound, so you're not completely blocked off from the world, which I like, and I think a lot of people hey, that you are gotta using know what people t- are saying behind you. Yeah, or or you're you're crossing the street, you gotta hear the the car uh, car horn, uh, or you're running at night, you want to hear, you don't want to be completely blocked off. Like there's a number of reasons why it's probably not a great idea to be completely sealed off from the world, and so I I hope that spatial vent uh. uh you know, allows for that, um, appropriately, uh, adaptive sound, which is dynamic volume adjustments based on environment. I'm a little skeptical on that. I mean, I guess I'm an audio nerd. So, you know, like this similar feature that you find in cars where when you're going faster, your volume turns up. I just, I, I hate those features because I want a steady, common, you know, uh, a steady sound quality. And that just bugs me when that happens. So hopefully there's adjustments to get, get rid of that. Or maybe it's really great, and I wouldn't want to get rid of it. I'm not sure. Uh, it's always listening for Hey G command, um, or at least there's a feature to have it always listening. I don't know how that's going to hit the the battery life, uh, the battery performance. I don't know how I feel about that. Actually, yeah, I don't know. I see. I have Google Assistant uh, access through my two pairs of Bluetooth. I have a pair of Bluetooth headphones for the gym, and I have a pair of pair of the Galaxy Buds for everyday use and so they both have their own toggles which you know it can be finicky like if for instance if i if i'm trying to just send a message while i'm on the trail or whatever but i prefer that to i don't know i prefer that yeah i don't know how i feel there's a there's a lot of talk about listen always listening yes yeah this is not the last conversation we'll we'll have about this Yes. Right. Exactly. With as much focus as they put on ambient computing throughout this event, uh, it comes up a couple of times and we'll talk about it a little bit later on another device. Um, how do you feel about it, Duncan? Like, I, I kind of feel like an always like having the option of an always listening. Hey, G assistant, you know, in my ear is in my mind, I'm going to use it more in that regard instead of having to reach up and tap because a lot of times on these truly wireless headphones, it's not a capacitive touch. It's like an actual function, physical button. And all that does is push the thing into your ear canal and my ear canal. And I just find it uncomfortable. So I like the fact that it's always listening or at least that the option is there. What do you think, Duncan? I think options, the important word, they really did yeah. focus on privacy. Uh, again, you know, it's obviously something they get hammered with, so they're going to get in front of that. So I think you'll find the always listening is going to be an option. Um, they've got the ability to delete everything you've said just by a voice command now, and they're enhancing that. 
Uh, but I'm I'm a big fan of fully wireless earbuds. I'm also a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Uh, tragic. So you know, there's a bit of a two worlds colliding there. <laughs> yes. I, I want my port, but I love my headphones. Um, you want it all. So I, I think. Yeah, I do. I always want it all. Uh, I'm excited for these. Um, the Jabra 65Ts and hopefully the 75Ts that come out, it's my baseline yeah. for what are good. Some of the other guys in the team like the, the um, Jaybirds and so forth. But the, the little hook that they've got on those, I've found to be integral. The devices that come with those, they do uh, hook into your ear quite nice and snugly. You adjust the tips and, you know, uh, it's never one size fits all. There's going to be people's ears are too big or too small, but... You know, a lot of people are going to find that these probably will fit in and stay in quite nicely. Um, I I prefer push buttons over um, touch control because I actually wear them while laying in bed and I'll put my head flat on a pillow and it activates the thing. Uh, okay. so Good point. I'll, I'll be interested to see how voice control goes because I'm completely in the talking to everything mode. I walk around, I've got a Google uh, smart display or Google Home in every room, every room <laughs> in my house. <laughs> It's just it's really eager to help right now. <laughs> it is. In fact, I've, I've even got a Google Mini I travel with so that I can listen to podcasts in my hotel room. Oh, but, you know, I idea. love the, the ambient computing. I'm, I'm all in it. I speak to my devices constantly. So a set of earbuds that I could talk to, I'd really love. And if it's always listening and reducing that friction, yeah. um, that's something I'd be interested in. And that could be enough to put me over into the Pixel Bud category rather than another because you're right. I think to invoke it is another step. When my hands are wet from doing washing up or I'm doing something with the cats or whatever I'm doing, I frequently are in a situation where I want to interact with my buds, but my hands are busy or wet or not able to be used. So being able to have always listening and bring Google up and if it works as well as it does everywhere else, now I'm truly excited for that. I'm really disappointed I didn't get to see them. I'm really disappointed they're not out today. I really don't like the white case, but um, I think in general they, they look fairly exciting. I, I also think the the mo- monitoring your jaw position and the vibrations through your jaw and then using the beam forming mics to get crystal clear audio. I'll see if that's marketing speaker or if it actually works. That's another feature that could distinguish it because I get complaints even on my really good um, jabbers that um, the calls aren't clear sometimes. Yeah. But anything anyone can do. And, you know, a little bit of Google magic with the EQ control and the voice control, you know, let's see what they can do. Hmm. And I and I missed in the announcement the feature that you just mentioned, so I'm happy you brought that up because yeah, I mean that's a, that's always a challenge when you've got your mic all the way up here. It's got to somehow reach here, yeah. So maybe Google can uh, do what it does with so many other things and use its smarts uh, in in creative ways to improve on that. Um, let's see here, five hours of charge uh, on the earbuds. 24 hours of charge with the charging case. It does have a USB-C charging port, so that's good. One disappointment, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm proven wrong, but if you go to the store page, you'll see that it talks about connecting to Bluetooth 4.0 devices. It doesn't explicitly say these are 4.0 Bluetooth 4.0 earphones. It just says they can connect to Bluetooth 4.0 devices. I'm assuming that means they're 4.0, and that's just kind of a bummer from a from a, a distance standpoint. Even though they touted that it could, you know, th- these could uh, reach the distance of a football field or three rooms or whatever. I find Bluetooth um, resilience in in the home is always less than they they tout, and Bluetooth five I've noticed does actually make a difference in that regard. So seeing that they're four, kind of feel like that's a little bit of a step backwards, but. You know, maybe. I'm not sure they will be for Jason. Okay, I hope not. My reading of, and again, it doesn't explicitly say, so a little bit of hope here because I, I want Bluetooth 5 earbuds so I can have a left or a right in. 
which is another use case I want, individual pairing rather than pairing one and going to the other. Yeah. But the way that um, when we looked through the press materials they sent, it was sort of insinuating that, that would be for um, some of the easy pairing features, not the one-click pairing that you get with a Pixel device, but it, it, the context and the, the marketing, the press materials did talk about the pairing feature. So I'm hoping that that okay. doesn't mean that it's a, a, a Bluetooth 4 device. Okay. If this is Bluetooth 4, and then when we get to the Wi-Fi router, they've got that at the wrong level too. I really have to question the longevity of Google's thinking. Yeah, okay. Well, I really hope that you're right. And that was kind of where I was confused because when I was reading through the pa- the store page, I was like, well, it doesn't really say that it's not a Bluetooth 5.0 device or it doesn't even say that it is a Bluetooth 4.0 device. It just says something about connecting to devices via Bluetooth 4.0. Um, I feel like if it's 5, like they should be shouting that through the rooftops or from the rooftops because that's a that's a big feature in my in my experience, anyways, uh, these will be available 2020 uh, springtime. I believe they said for 179 dollars, which I think, you know, it, it's pricey for for wireless earphones, but it can get a lot more pricey than that. So I feel like it's kind of middle of the road for the high quality, uh, truly wireless earphones right now. Um, and I'm very curious about them because uh, I've, I've really I love my Jabra um, 65Ts. Uh, the Elites are great, so. So we'll see. Uh, the let's see here. All right. Next, I know we're just going one by one, knocking them down. Next hey, we up, got lots to talk about. Yeah. Next up is the Pixel Book Go. Yes, which I really got to go hands on with. So. You did. Okay. So the so this is the next yes. uh, series of Pixel Books. Not a not a, a convertible. Not a slate. <laughs> They're like, you know what works for us? The traditional clamshell uh, design. So let's just do that. So you got some hands-on time with the Pixelbook Go. Um, what did you think? Uh, Victor, if you wouldn't mind starting off that slideshow, since my video is apparently not buffering. Thanks, Marriott. <laughs> Hashtag thanks, Marriott. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, yes, there we go. Thank you, Victor. Uh, thank you, Victor, for putting up with my shenanigans today. Okay, so first off, I wanted to show you here that I'm holding the Pixelbook Go like a tray of pastries or whatever I'm delivering to people. Okay. And that's because the big thing that they were telling us when we went over to that particular table was it's we made it so it's super light. It's not like super dense. So you could just like pick it up with one hand. And so I did. And at one point, I was maneuvering the Pixelbook Go and my my DSLR, and they were like, "Do you want some help with that?" And I was like, "No, you made it light enough. Like it's fine, uh, and it is. It's a lot lighter than uh, the last Pixelbook. Not as dense, but then you kind of think about what you're giving up. So it is very thin. I know they had made a big deal about it being what 13 millimeters thin." I think. Yes. Um, um, let's see yeah. here. Well, so, it is very thin. Yeah. yeah the, the dimensions I have, um, not in millimeters, I realize. 12.2 inches by 8.1 inches by one half inch. So half inch tall. Right? Yeah. Uh, USB-C ports as a standard. Headphone jack as a standard. Courage. Really. Actually, let's just go through the slideshow. I want to try and not go out of order um the bottom of the pixel book has this like ridgy kind of effect to it it's a tiny bit grippy but not super so 
Uh, and it, it kind of makes it, I don't know, it just makes it so you know kind of like which side you're putting down sort of thing. I don't know. It's, That's it's something new. Yeah. It's, you know. I can see why that that might actually be kind of nice uh, from a from a grippability standpoint on a, yeah. on a laptop because I do find the Pixelbook, you know, when I'm running from uh, from my office to the studio uh-huh. sometimes, yeah, I you know it's just so so slender and slippery. <laughs> so having yes. a little bit of that grippy bottom might actually be kind of nice uh, when you're in a hurry. Yes, exactly. Uh, Victor, if you wouldn't mind going forward. And okay, so to the keyboard. Now here's kind of just the Pixelbook Go open and and you know hanging out there. The keyboard was another thing that they really. Oh, there's the not pink one. This is like no, oh, okay. this is perfect pictures, like family vacation photos that we're doing that's right not now. Pink. Uh, right, that's the point. Oh. This is the, the not pink version. I actually tinted it a little pink in Lightroom. Sorry to kind of make it more pink. <laughs> it's. I'm sorry, I lied to you all, uh, but I, but that then I just told you the truth. So okay. honestly, it's clean. really pretty in person. It's it's a nice blushy pink. Uh, it's just as light as the black one. The keyboard is kind of the big Kahuna of this. They wanted it to be really comfortable, but I got to tell you guys, I really feel like they are not getting people with long nails like me. Because when I was getting in there trying to type, I was typoing like constantly. Um, and, you know, I didn't I didn't want to say anything, but I probably should have. I should have said, did you get anybody with long nails to, <laughs> to like really type on this? Did you get a journalist with long nails, a.k.a. me, yeah. to type on this for uh, extended periods of time? Now, I have no problem with the with the original Pixelbook because I have softened those keys up. You know, when you use something for a long time and it, you just kind of like wear it in. Mm-hmm. The thing with these is they feel really nice and soft. They're also quieter. But because of that, I feel like it's easy to kind of not push one. Because if I'm typing with my nail and I'm not pushing down enough with the nail, it's not that key is not going to get pushed down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is a little nuance, but these are like things that I think about because... I want to be considered um, for these. So, uh, Victor, if you wouldn't mind going for there's the bottom of the not pink. Again, I did enhance the color on this a little bit, but it is it is very bold like this on the bottom. Um, it's nice. Oh, and so, yeah. Is that similar to the yeah. orange? Uh, it's not. That was a flow editing trick, and I apologize. Oh, so it's not it's not orange. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, wow, it do, it does kind of look similar to the orange. Yeah. I didn't mean to I didn't like uh adjust it too much, but it does look like pinker in person. Okay. It's like an orange pink on the bottom. Okay. The grippy part is a little different. If you go to the next slide, Victor, and you notice like those keys, it's actually like there's a lot of colors going on on the not pink one. Yeah. Yeah, there is. But it's a colorful, I mean it's a it's a colorful Chromebook, so at least. Cool. Um and um oh, this yeah. is just a sorry, just to show you one last little thing. So the speakers was another thing they made a really big deal about. Uh again, they were playing YouTube videos to just kind of show that they're louder than the last Pixel book. And so, you know, it's I kind of think of it as it's a college laptop. This is the college student equivalent 
of the Pixel Book. It is not power user status, even though you can get it with that Core i7. Um, just because you can't use the Pixel Pen, it's not a convertible. It's again, it's nice, but it co- I mean, and I, I get the display is really nice in person. Okay. I will also say that. I don't know. I'm just I'm just so used to the last Chromebook, and I you know we've we've been together for such a long time. Just thinking about <laughs> replacing it with something else that isn't a convertible. I don't know. It's just, huh. it's hard. Okay. Now now I'm kind of curious whether to think about that. Yeah, how I feel about it. I mean, I, I just assumed like, well, it's the next Pixel Book. I'll be upgrading to it so that I can use the the latest and greatest upgrade. Google thing. But you're saying, yeah, from what it sounds like, you're not, you're, you don't feel like it's an upgrade. Um, I don't think it's a downgrade. I think it's just another model to add to the library. Yeah. Okay. You know. All right. Well, I mean, you know, and I've said time and time again, like this Pixel Book that I have uh, is two years old now, but I, I notice zero reason for me to replace yeah. it. Like, uh, the, I've not come into an experience with it where I'm like, oh, now it's showing its age. Like, that just doesn't happen. It has not happened yet. So, uh, but I am this curious is being to marketed. play around with these. Sorry. No. This is being marketed like a student laptop. Okay. Uh, from, from what I think, because they're marketing the fact that the sound is really good. So you can listen to music on it and you can, you know, the display is really high res. So you can stream on it. You know, you go and you're watching Netflix and you binge watch. The keyboard's really comfortable and quiet. So you can bring that to class or where you are yeah. in public spaces and not like bother people. Um, the trackpad, by the way, is super smooth. Okay. I love what they're doing with the trackpad. I still think it's second to the MacBook. Yeah. I love the so, trackpad on the, on the original Facebook. Yeah. Um, it, this is definitely for folks who just have no use for the convertible and, you know, but it's not, but it's not an upgrade. Like I wouldn't ditch your old Chromebook for this hmm. unless okay. you really wanted that pink or black color. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, I would still love to see one and play around with one and uh, hopefully get the opportunity to do that because uh, I am very curious about it. Um, but it does have the uh, core, Intel Core M3, i5, and i7 as options. Uh, up to 64 gigs of RAM. No, no, sorry. Sorry, I misread that. I was like, what the heck? Up to 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, so 8 or 16 yeah. gigs. And then 64 and 128 and 256 gig storage options. Uh, it also has a different in Stadia. Was that yes, right, right. Uh, good for Stadia. Also, that 4K, the optional 4K Ultra HD molecular display would be great for Stadia. The display is now 16 to nine, not three to two uh, aspect ratio. That's one where I'm kind of iffy because I actually do kind of like the three to two aspect ratio a little bit more. Yeah, but again, binge watching. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I, I, student, I understand. Student, this is. Yeah. This, I feel like when I bought a laptop in college, this is how I was marketed. Okay. Too, and so it just really brings back flashbacks of those memories. Yeah. Um, which is fine. They're very nice laptops, but not gonna ditch my not gonna ditch my current book for them. Yeah. Sorry, Duncan. Did you get to go uh, hands on with uh, the Pixelbook Go? Any of the models there? It's time for my annual Australian rant about products not coming to Australia. So oh, okay. All right. Uh-oh. Um, We've queued yeah. you up. The, Pixel, the Google has never marketed their Pixelbooks first party in Australia, so we have to import them when we get them. Um, we're big fans of Chrome. I've got a Chrome OS 
computer at home. It, it's it's a tool in my arsenal. It's not an everything computer, but it's a computer I definitely use uh, weekly, if not daily. Um, I, I don't think it was ever intended to be a replacement for the premium business and uh, Chromebook. When you have a look at even the brand new Chromebook Go, I think right up front they're letting you know this is slightly different. Sorry, Pixelbook. Um, it, they're, they're telling you it's something slightly different. Styling is different. As, as Flo said, the marketing is different. So yeah. this is not and was never intended, in my opinion, to be a replacement for premium uh, anodized aluminium, magnesium uh, pixel books that the business users love. Now, those they're getting a bit old and people want those refreshed, but that's just not what this product is. Do we have them? No. Do I get to see them? No. Would I like to see them? Same as you, Jason. I'd, I'd really love to go hands-on with this and see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, that that clarifies a lot more for me um, from from the announcement. That gives me a better understanding. Uh, love the hush key um, approach. By the way, I was <laughs> just home earlier, and my wife was home with her uh, with her MacBook or like what is it a twenty eighteen uh, MacBook, and the the keys that go. And we're just like, oh man, those keys suck compared to the keys uh, like the one on the on my Pixelbook, and of course these quieter keys. So, love to see that. I'd uh, like to point out the yeah. what what went into making the clip that we're showing now. For those that are seeing it live, the, it's the trailer of um, people sitting in zero G in an airplane. The, the actors doing this would have been subjected. I'm I'm up to about forty different takes now. So that is forty up and down. In a, in a in a large airplane to get that weightlessness for a few seconds. That is a massive undertaking for a thirty second commercial. Yeah, and next time Google does that, they should uh, hit me up because I would totally do yeah, that. I'm, I'm free for it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, a few other products uh, to get to the Nest Mini. Which is basically I'm opening it right now. Oh, that's right. So you got the Nest Mini. This is nearly identical to the original Google Home Mini, as Flo is showing right now, as Duncan is showing. Everybody's got one but me. Fine. Uh, look at this hook. Look at this hook. Would you just take a look at the hook? <laughs> look at I'm sorry, my video isn't yeah. great today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just look at that hook uh so okay so moderate i would say refresh although you know it's the google home mini has been out for a couple of years again go away google um and we're getting a moderate update here w what do you guys think i mean it's got better bass supposedly they've added a third mic for better voice detection uh, also proximity detection so it lights up as you approach it has a dedicated machine learning chip with one tera ops compute so basically more local on-device processing which is kind of a movement that google is heading uh, on a lot of these products it seems intercom ability so you can call from one to the other from inside the home as well as from outside that's really neat and i hope that comes to all the other uh google home devices uh, or nest home devices whatever you want to call them um and they're using recycled plastic bottles and, uh, and fabrics which is Kind of good for um, yeah, this, good for the earth. This is this is part of the in my house this today because I called him after the event to kind of give him a rundown, and I was just saying, you know, we're going to get a couple of changes to the ecosystem in our house because we have Nest original Nest products and we have these products, and they had mentioned about kind of some a little bit of interoperability between 
the two and just how you're going to be able to like use some of the Nest smart speakers to listen in, for instance, if there is a fire alarm or something of the sort. Yeah. And so I just think about making these really accessible to folks, you know, so that and really easy to make and they're kind of making them out of recycled material. This is all like just to make it like, oh, well, I'm just going to go out and put a couple in my home and I have an intercon system. I have a home group immediately so we can all listen to the same thing or whatever. I could put one in each of the kids' rooms and like affix it to the wall and they have like a little stereo kind of thing. Um, this is This is just part of that put it all in your home, make it easy. And they kind of, I feel like they were saying, why fix it if it isn't broke yeah. kind of thing with in terms of the design. And they just added the hook to make it so that you didn't have to go out and buy like a $10 third party, call it just to kind of get it to do what you wanted it to do. Yeah, um, very smart. And, you know, it's, it's going up, going up in my house. Yeah. So... Right on. Okay. So, yeah, and I've, I've got one on order. I'm, I'm very curious to compare it to the original. Um, still $49, so they're keeping the price consistent. Still 49 and probably Google's going to have you know, like crazy blowouts on these things as they've been doing with the original um, Google Home Mini. So, you know, you'll probably see price drops around Black Friday and and Christmas and stuff. Pre-order today, October twenty second. Availability. What's the uh, what's the Australian uh, release schedule for this, Duncan? Is it uh, soon? I hope it is. So it'll come out uh, later this month. It's seventy nine Australian dollars, which just like yours is the same price as the original Google Mini. Um, I. I was originally really happy that it kept exactly the same design and shape, and I thought, okay, great, because I've I've got a, a portable battery pack that I put my old Google Home Mini in, and that's great for sort of traveling with. But it turns out that they have removed the micro SD, not micro SD, the micro USB slot, and it's just back to a standard power adapter. So all of those legacy accessories um, aren't going to be compatible, despite the fact that comparing the two, they look to be pretty much identical. Not mm. a big deal, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, I was a little sure. disappointed that the rumours of a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, thus enabling this to become a Chromecast audio replacement or semi replacement, so that you can get your old wired speakers and get some, um, you know, some Google goodness in, into those, isn't there? There's Bluetooth dongles and so forth that you can use. Oh, okay. Not a not a huge uh, shame there, but when the FCC pictures leaked and they didn't have a space for it, we thought that might be a, an erroneous leak. But overall, like I said, it's just a minor refresh. I'm looking forward to the extra sound. I've got a few of these around the house. I'm interested to listening to it. It's certainly frustrating. You know, they just move slightly on your table and you go to tap the side of it to change the yeah. volume. Yeah. You're tapping the wrong bits. So having those lights come on when your hand gets near, that's a user experience improvement. That's a 2.0 generation uplift. It doesn't sound like much. It's easy to dismiss. But if you've got one in your house, it will make a difference. So in a, in a nice iterative upgrade, I don't think this category needed much else yeah except i how far down the line do you think it's going to be before google starts adding solely radar to this because this seems like a device that would actually really benefit from the swiping over the top to turn the volume up right? and down like it seems almost ideal for it i'm kind of surprised although they you know they got to roll it out and test it and stuff like that but i i almost guarantee you that's somewhere on the product pipeline it's gonna happen at some point yeah uh, i think the Pixel 4 being that sort of uh, 
early dev program, they're going to test it this year and see what they can do. I, I was screaming that they should have had a solely chip in the, the Hub Max. Um, now I'm thinking maybe not. Maybe it is just let it sit in one product, test that one product, um, and then roll out meaningful features after that. Not only that, now that I think about it, Google has to go through all of the gymnastics of clearing you know, the certification in all of these different countries. This buys Google some time for a product that... I mean, is it safe to say that the Google Home uh, catalog it has been more of a success for Google from a units sold perspective than Pixel devices? I actually don't know the answer to that, but I certainly see a lot more people talking about having a Google Home in their house than people saying, I have a Pixel device uh, out in the wild. And so maybe this allows Google to button up those relationships button up that certification in all these different places that when they do bring it to the home, it can go everywhere instead of being hamstrung and, and limited. Um, but that's totally speculation. <laughs> I, I think it'd be right if you look at unit shipped. I mean, one, um, sometimes you buy a box of cereal and get a free Google Home Mini in it. Yeah. Um, they're just giving them away, which totally. is a fantastic play. You want that gateway into people's houses. You want them using it. Um, you know, I, I get more questions about... Google Home and Assistant Voice than I do anything else when, when people ask me about stuff, you know, yep. phones and all that I don't care about. But, you know, Assistant Speakers, that's what I get most questions. Oh, can it do this and can it do that? It has people interested. This ambient computing, I think they really are onto something. Yeah. Agreed. And finally, um, the Nest Wi-Fi which uh, is basically an upgrade mm -hmm. of Google Wi-Fi from a few years ago. This is the kind of internet uh, mesh network that you can create in your home. Now they're doing a new configuration approach, that it, which includes one router and then Wi-Fi point devices that you sprinkle throughout your home mm -hmm. as needed. Though they say in most homes, all you're going to need is the one router and then the one Wi-Fi point device. And, and I think they said like 85% of homes that'll be enough but um qualcomm hmm. Uh, hmm. what do you where? think flo where is that gonna okay <laughs> i mean i don't know but they, do they, they know said how it. big the houses are in the rest of the united states yeah. they're huge mcmansions you're telling me that i'm sorry I'm sorry. I'm dubious. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> probably just... pulling from some you know stat statistic out there that says that you know X number of of U.S. homes are this size, and you know who the heck knows how they how they come up with a statement like that. But I mean, that's, that's what they fair. Claim. That's fair. I'm just thinking about a big old house in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> you know a what mansion. I mean. <laughs> like. What if you mansion. want Wi-Fi out to the backyard? How are you going to make that? Happen? Well, that's yeah. That that's anyway. maybe a, a different different story. Um, Qualcomm. You buy the extra. Oh, sorry. Was that? <laughs> you you buy an extra. I mean, that is one thing about the mesh. You can just keep adding them on. That's true. Absolutely right, right. true. So um, if you if you get the packs, which you know this is usually how people do it, right? Two hundred sixty nine dollars for a two pack, uh, three hundred forty nine dollars for a three pack. If you want to buy the router standalone, that's one sixty nine. If you want to buy a Wi Fi point standalone to add to your setup, that's ninety nine bucks. So you find you need one down the line, it's a hundred dollars uh, US, and you can add to it pretty easily. Um, as far as like differences here from the Google Wi-Fi, it's got a Qualcomm 400 chip inside to a field assistant commands and drive the new assistant speaker that is now included. So these things aren't just 
um, you know, dr- driving your Wi-Fi throughout your home. They're like, if we've got this in your room, we might as well put a speaker and an assistant on it. And that makes perfect sense. I always wondered why that wasn't on the initial one. Um, you can even do things like say, hey, gee, pause Wi-Fi for the kids' devices. That was one of their demonstrations. And bloop, their Wi-Fi goes away because it's time Go for ahead. dinner. <laughs> it's also two times faster, 25% better coverage over the original Google Wi-Fi. As I stated, they've, they've made some improvements to make that better. Um, yeah, that is Nest Wi-Fi. And you got some pics of that, but what, what do you guys think? Is this just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's reading, meaningful update, I suppose. It's nicely designed. I, few, I definitely oh, want to get one. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Duncan. Go ahead. Uh, I, um, if you have a look in the dock, uh, Victor, I, I put a photo in there. We got our hands on one and flipped them upside down because the original um, Google Wi-Fi's had LAN ports on all of the models. Yeah. And so if you had a slightly further, uh, like a larger house, like I was saying, I've, you know, in Australia, we like to build things big. We've got a lot of space. So I've got a, a larger house, I guess. And um, I have all of mine connected by LAN the distance they're apart, the Wi-Fi connection would be pretty sketchy. But you can see there the main router has a, a WAN in and a LAN out to go into a switch. But all of the satellites do not. So oh. if you want to hardwire that into your network to get solid, reliable connection, it's not there. So that's a, another – I would love to have them seen to go POE, like you know, lean into that even further um, as an option at least. But you know, I'm sure their answer will come back that we've – We've looked at our data and our research and 90% of customers don't wire it up by land. But that keeps on being their answer to so many things and they keep worsening the tech and dumbing things down and making things worse for power users um, because the majority of people just aren't educated that it is an option or have things set up. But for those of us who have exactly. crawled through their roof on their belly for four days straight and put categories throughout their entire house, you, you can't get the advantage of that system, which for me rules this product out, as does, I think, not having Wi-Fi 6. So I've got an original Google Wi-Fi. This doesn't compel me to upgrade specifically. Um, and while their answer that you know, Wi-Fi 6 isn't supported and it's too early in the market, it's a chicken or an egg. Um, you get a good six years out of a router if you've got a good router. Yeah. Continual update on these new routers does mean that in six years, I am going to have multiple Wi-Fi 6 devices, which means this is not a product I think I can buy. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big miss by them. So, you know, maybe I'm an edge case. I mean, look, look what I do. I'm, I'm clearly on some of the fringes of technology. For me, not having the LAN on the, the points and not having Wi-Fi 6 kind of rules them out. I'll be looking elsewhere, mm-hmm. even with all the cool assistant integrations. That is interesting. That's a good point. They did say that these will be uh, compatible with the other you systems. You are so right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that... Yeah. So- it, no, if you if you happen to get one of these, but you have old points in your house, I think that they're they're cross compatible or something. I think I remember hearing they something are. about that. So, yeah, no, they confirm that. That's so you can buy the individual packs of the points and add them into your existing router, um, and yeah, it, it'll just blend straight in. No, that's it's good. Unclear whether the whether the thread radio is in all the devices or just the main one, because they've added good, uh, the thread protocol now for IoT. So right. it's also a beefed up hub with Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and thread protocol. So it, the only reason I would add one of these to my existing setup is if I wanted thread and this would be my gateway to get it if the point has it. That that might be enough because I could get a little upgrade to get that. Um, but there's not a lot of thread products on the market at the moment. Uh, Zigbee 
Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and um, Z-Wave really are the big ones, although, you know, Z-Wave probably less so of late. Right, right. Awesome. Well, I think that we've pretty much hit the big points. Uh, just a couple of random tidbits. Stadia is launching officially November 19th for the people who got on the early access. I can't remember what they call it uh, thing. So if you're part of that group, you're going to get it November 19th. So they have an official date. The Pixel phones are going to be the first phones to support Stadia. No surprise. Uh, but so so November nineteenth, get ready to hear a lot of hot takes on on Stadia, uh, Nest Aware, which is kind of the system or the 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 um, the service that monitors all of your Nest products, you know, for like home security that sort of stuff. They have new uh, new monthly rates for all Nest devices: six dollars a month and twelve dollars per month, which is going to hit early twenty twenty. Uh, the submarine is is uh, going under, so my apologies there. Uh, and finally, home apps are going to tap into home devices to be always on microphones for monitoring as well. So, very interested in this in in what that will mean. You know, opening up my home app and tapping into the microphone of my Google Home uh, to hear how things are going or whatever. I guess that's similar to kind of the intercom thing we were talking about earlier. But um, I can already, you know, see the the article headlines like Google privacy always on microphone. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to hear something about that. Um, but I think that's a neat feature, and I'm kind of surprised that we haven't had the option to do that. What do you think, Duncan? Yeah, I I don't have a problem with it. I think things are overblown. But there are many people in the world who are in domestic situations that aren't rosy. And uh, the ability of someone to be able to drop in and listen in a, on a room that, and, and it's not announced in a very clear way. And I don't say that's how it is. Perhaps if someone listens in, it will be very clear. Hopefully but so. That has some personal safety concerns. That I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's an issue. I, that's the question I have: is if I can just drop in in a room, how do the people in that room know they're being listened into? That's Even if it's a room in my house. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, yeah, and you can kind of see it both ways, right? Like, like if it, obviously, if it's in your home, if you're in your home, you want to know when someone is listening in on you, so you want the announcement. If you're away and you think someone might have broken in and you want to listen, but you don't want to alert them of you listening, maybe you don't. So how do you balance both of those things, I guess? Um, yeah, and a all you've got job. to do, do is... Install a Wi-Fi camera. There won't be any announcement. I can drop onto my. Uh, we only have them on the outside of the house, but I can drop in and view that, and no one knows I'm there. So it's it's no different to products that are already on the market. The problem for Google is they've made a change, and that change has brought in a different profile of features and a different profile of use cases. So it's just I think they really need to get in front of that. But it, it is. I mean, I I love nothing more than uh, stalking out on my front door camera when I know my family are coming home and I'm working late. And going boo, uh, yeah. you know, and you know they look up the camera and they go, "Oh, daddy," and you know, and it goes on from there. So it's not all bad, but there are use cases where that needs to be just needs to be thought through. Absolutely, absolutely, cool. I think we did it. I think we covered almost everything uh, from the event, and uh, both of you were on on the ground at each of these events and have ah. hardware to show. So I'm sure, you know, as far as the hardware is concerned. Duncan, uh, I'm sure you're going to be writing a lot at Osdroid.net on that, uh, but the Pixel phone, and then, of course, you have the Nest 
the Nest Mini and whatever else you get your hands on. And then Flow, well, we're going to hear more on this show and, of course, Material Podcast and all the other places that yep. you talk about your hardware as well. So we've got a lot more yep. coming in all different directions. Let's transition here. So before we get into the arena, I just want to let you know, uh, probably most of you know this already, but um, we love you. <laughs> it's true. You guys are awesome. You guys keep us doing podcasts every day. And uh, I know for myself, I've, I've done podcasts for years now. I, I wouldn't be doing and enjoying my life as much as I do because you guys care enough about the content that we're producing. So this is just an opportunity to, to say thank you to the folks who, who put together all this, all this content. Uh, obviously I'm just a host on the network. We've got producers, we've got editors, engineers, support staff, so many people working behind the scenes to bring this content to you. And, uh, they're all awesome. They're all doing hard work and that's to bring you these podcasts that are free. Uh, of course they're ad supported. Uh, so, Really, the easiest thing that you can do to hook us up, if you haven't already, is subscribe to our shows. That's how podcasts work. Most of you already know this, but some people actually go out and seek that content uh, on a per-episode basis, and it's just more work than it really needs to be. So uh, you subscribe to our shows. Uh, then we know that you're watching. You get the stuff, uh, you know, the, the stuff that we're creating without any effort, and it, everybody wins. So Thank you for listening. Uh, we've, we've got more of this show. I don't want to feel like this is the end of the show, but I just wanted to remind you, subscribe, go to twit.tv slash subscribe, and you can find more details. And uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for always watching, and thanks uh, for uh, keeping tuned in to all the Android stuff that we talk about each and every week here on All About Android. And with that, it's time for, I think, one of the, the segments that people tell me they like the most from, from our episodes, and that is the arena. So many enter, <laughs> but only one lives. Android Arena. All right, so twit.to slash AAA poll 441 is where you awesome people went to vote last week. I was out, of course. Um, Ron, Flo, and Josh uh, Vergara were uh, representing in the arena, and mm-hmm. it appears that mm-hmm. Call of Duty, no, no, it was business calendar. 78 wow. uh, with a 45%. There we go. That's the number I need. 45% of the votes for business calendars. Second place, Call of Duty Mobile at 32%. And third place, Scarlet Notes at 22%. So was yours was business calendar flow? Yeah. That's nice. why I'm like, wow, that was... It's a great I mean, app. It's a robust calendar app. It's a great... And it's, it's, it's on the play, it's play Pass. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not surprised. It's, it's a legacy app that's been around for... A long, long time. Um, God, I'm checking the the search tool because I could have swore I brought that at some point. But, no, but it's not in the it's not in the search tool. So apparently, I didn't. I mean, and it, and honestly, if I had, it literally would have been years and years ago. Because I remember Business Calendar was one of the first apps that I really got into the widget for back when widgets were a thing that we all did. I still widget. <laughs> some by some the people way. still I'm widget. Still widget, sir. Yeah, but when they were new, I guess is what I mean. So, uh, anyways, congratulations! So you won with that, and uh, Wade County has the results through week forty. And thank you, Wade County. Uh, Flo, you are still in the lead 
You're in a commanding lead right now. One thirty-two. It's making it's unsettling me. Oh, well, don't don't let it unsettle you. You're you're kicking butt right now. One thirty-two guests are in second at one eleven. I'm in third at eighty-four, and Ron is in fourth at eighty-one. So Ron and I are are fighting for last. <laughs> but uh, good job, Flo. All right, so Flo, you will go last. I will go first. Duncan, you'll go in the middle, and. I just realized I didn't bring in a plant. Do we have a plant hanging out here? Do we happen to have a, a plant of some sort? I don't think that we really do. All right. Let me pull up a picture of a plant. Why? Because I'm going to identify it. Because that's what I'm doing in this episode of All About Android. So I'm going to pull up a white jasmine uh, Arabian plant in pot. And I'm going to open it in a new image on my laptop. And let's see if we can fit this into the view here. Oh, we've got the... Oh, that's even better. Okay. That works. All right. So this is... Let me read that again. A white jasmine Arabian plant in pot. I did not test this before the show. My app is called PlantNet, and it's all about identifying plants. Um, and actually, it's got a nice nice design and everything. I'll show that on the, the close-up here in a few moments, but... I'm going to go ahead and switch over to camera, make a new observation, and I'm going to point it at this plant. I'm going to take a picture, and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that my, my demonstration actually works. So choose related organ. Okay, so now you can do the, the close-up camera of the phone. So this is where I'm, I'm going to kind of select what I'm looking at here. I'm going to go ahead and, and choose by the leaf, and hopefully it's going to identify by the leaf. And it's actually giving me a couple of options, so it might not have worked, but we'll go ahead and see. Uh, I'm, I'm literally using this on the fly as I go. So this is coming back saying maybe lemon, maybe red capsicum, maybe basil, kefir lime, Arabian jasmine. It's one of them. Uh, so it's it's there. <laughs> it's just a little bit lower than I think I expected it to be. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Arabian jasmine. That's actually what it was. So I'm going to confirm that one. This is the choice. Yes, that's what it is. And now I'm informing how this app works uh, in the future. So this is just basically, it's a, it's just kind of a cool app for identifying plants. I've had it work um, better in some cases and obviously not as good in other cases. Bleak just sent me a plant. I'm afraid to open it. It's a link. Um, I'm not I'm not doing that one, Bleak. Thanks for, thanks for your help. Uh, or should I? Now I'm intrigued. Is it legal in California? I, you know what? I I think I think these are 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 just um, innocuous mushrooms. But who the heck knows? Let's try it. All right, all right, Bleak, you win. Let's see here. I'm gonna take a picture. Of the, I don't know. I don't even know if this will work. I've never I've never done a, a scan of mushrooms here. Okay, so I'm gonna need help here. It says choose related organ. I'm assuming leaf is not the right way to go. It, it appears it doesn't really know. It's giving me question marks on all these different ways, uh, places to go. Like you can select like how to identify it: leaf, flower, fruit, bark, habit, uh, habit. Probably I don't understand that. And other. And I'm getting nothing for mushrooms. <laughs> Maybe there's probably an obvious reason for that. But thanks for trying, anyways, Bleak. I appreciate you your, your um, support. My by the way, my husband is sending me messages right now. He uses this app. Oh, really? Okay, so see if you yes, vote for me, yes. you're you're voting for Flo's husband as well. 
Yes. Just saying. But anyways, you can kind of uh, take a look through. You can get details. I don't have that set up apparently, uh, but you can get details of different, you know, what the contents of different pictures, uh, information about these particular plants, other photos of them, uh, and you can kind of see here uh, different aspects of them, also different stages of their growth, that sort of stuff, and uh, it ties into the Wikipedia if you want to learn more. <laughs> Bleak's laughing in chat. Damn you! Um, <laughs> By the way, Jason, those are legal in Colorado. Oh, okay. See, so, <laughs> so we got, <laughs> got some Colorado. Got some Colorado listeners and viewers, uh, and it's true, Addison. Mushrooms are not plants; they are fungus. So there we go. This fungi. is this is yeah, fungi. Uh, this is not uh, fung net. This is plant. So this net. is a night show. Yes, this is an evening show. Okay, so. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's an interesting app um, just for what it does. And I promise you it's worked better than it just did. But I'm not going to do it again because it's been a long day. So there you go. It's called PlantNet and it can be found in the Play Store for free. And someone go invent FungNet, says Cousin of Ja. I agree. Uh, okay, Duncan, I've got your app installed and... Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about it. So tell us about it. So my app is called Birthdays, and it's as simple as it sounds. Um, I have a, a Google Contacts. I keep all of my birthdays in there. I attempted for years to manage my birthdays by having alarms and reminders and what have you, and uh, I never quite got it right. So I went looking for the app, and this, I think, is the app. As you can see on Jason's screen, he's got two contacts with birthdays, um, it tells you in order when their birthdays are, how old they'll be, how far away their birthday is, um, and it's a really great feature. But if you go into settings up the top there, you actually can start setting some notifications. And so I have mine set on the day at 8 o'clock, but also two days before, just so I make sure I needed to get something in that card. And then you can see a week before and 14 days before. It's really great for just getting that reminder that, oh, a birthday's coming up, so you don't get um, trapped having forgotten, um, and it does anniversaries as well. So it just pulls it straight out of your Google Calendar, install it, it runs in the background, 8 o'clock every morning, if there's a birthday you need to know about in the next week, bam, you get a notification. It's that simple. But it has completely revolutionised me knowing when people's birthdays are. Um, it does have the ability to reach out and contact people, but I, I normally just do that myself. So once I know it's someone's birthday, you know, I give them a call or – uh, depending on what tier you are, you know, you might get a text message or some such thing. I find it much better than the impersonal. You get that it's your birthday on social media or so forth. And this is my way of having a more personal approach, but using the power of digital technology to not lose track of these things. Um, and so that's it. You can you can use the app to, to link to make a call, send a message. Um, it's short. It's sweet. It's free on the Google Play Store. My only complaint is there's no way of uh, paying the dev or to get rid of the ad advertisements, but, you know, support your devs. I'd, I'd more than happily pay for it. I've actually been using a different version for a few years. That dev stopped updating it, so I've updated to this one. And that's it. Um, and just remember, a, a vote for this is a vote for Team PG&G. I, I wouldn't be doing my part for the guests uh, if that wasn't the case. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's an important uh, important fact to get in there. I appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah, this, this is... This is, I mean, this is a, an important tool, I would say, for myself because I left Facebook about a year ago. 
And so my clarity on birthdays just like dropped out out of the universe. <laughs> Because Facebook's really good at reminding you of, of birthdays and just having it all linked there and easy to find and all that kind of stuff. Um, so an app like this is important. Gotta say though, man, this this UI needs some updating. I never go into it. I just see the notification. Oh, and go, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. So it, you, you get a material design notification and you swipe it away. It's it, for me. It's I'm also not on Facebook, so I don't get those reminders. So it is that top of mind. Oh, this is where. It, Hey, um, Mateo has no business being in this episode. Get him away. I, I need to update that for Team GGNG. <laughs> that would be good. Yes, uh, high priority, Victor. So yeah. Right it's on. A great utility. All right, birthdays uh, is the name of the app. Well, and and there's probably a lot of other apps out there. So birthdays for Android by Open Me, uh, Open Space Me. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to be able to remove the ads, but. Um, Hey, there you go. Sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. All right. Thank you for that. And then Flow, you're going to show off an app that I literally opened up this morning. I've had it on my my home screen for like months and I was finally like, do I do it? Is this the week that I do it? And I was like, no, I'm going to do this other thing. Apparently I opted for plants over your app. So what do you got? Uh, so Jason, it's going to be fun because I can't see the video stream. So we're doing, okay. we're doing this line. Trust so me. We'll, we'll try and coordinate. Uh, so let me start off by saying I chose this app because I felt kind of bad for bringing cam scanner last time. A, because cam scanner costs a annual fee and you know, I'm at the point in my life where I've had to readjust what I'm paying for and what really matters. And because I need an app to keep track of expenses, it didn't make sense to pay for more things to track expenses. So I am, however, paying for the play pass and this was an app that was included in that. And so I said, you know what, let's try it on on this trip. So I'm on this business trip. I have receipts. I'm eating. I'm eating out. I'm taking lifts. And I want to save these receipts so that I can file them with my taxes next year for my business. So I downloaded NoteBlock. It is 100% free. It supports unlimited usage. You can export the documents to PDF or JPEG files, depending on what your tax person wants um, or whatever your needs are. Of course, it's not just for taxes. You can use it for notes, sketches, drawings, any document that you need to just convert over into digital and make it look like it's not just a picture of a picture kind of thing. Uh, it includes OCR for type text in 18 different languages, including Romanian. So if I oh. take a business trip to my homeland, I can <laughs> scan in those receipts. Maybe. I don't know if that works actually in America. Um, nice thing about the app is so Jason did you bring something to scan yes I have scanned a sandwich and burrito club card okay do you have <laughs> anything else to scan because I would like to show something I, I want to show a real life scan and I can do one with you just so that we can kind of coordinate here. yeah yeah let me do let me do this one again it's the only real thing that I have um but well I there's some you want something with a lot of words on it no, I just want oh, okay. to show the scanning mechanism and how it works. Okay, yeah, talk through it. I'll follow along. All right. So, uh, first things first, when you're in the scanning mechanism, you can choose to upload something that's already like in your Google Play, in your Google Photos folders. You know, I delete screenshots, I wipe them clean. So, I try to upload things that I need for later. Or you can 
tap on the camera icon and then you can take a picture of something. So you would just take a picture of it the same way that you would scan anything in with your phone. Uh, there's the ability to toggle between uh, one page and multiple pages if you have maybe a multiple page document down at the bottom right. At the top, there is the ability to use the flash if you just need more of that. I'm going to use it just for funsies. And then you would tap to take a picture the way that you would anything. It's pretty quick. And... Uh, you know, when you're scanning in a receipt, you don't want the whole darn thing. You just want the important text. So what you would do is you would use the, you adjust the green lines, move them as you need, make it smaller, make it bigger, whatever it is that you need to do to get that document just looking right. Uh, you can rotate it if you want. When you're finished, you just tap the little check mark, and it processes and makes it into a note for you to keep. In your documents. Oh, look at that. Yeah. It worked. And you could choose from a bunch of languages if you need um, to do OCR, which could be kind of fun for like Google Translate if you wanted to do that. You could share it. You know, you can send an email, save it to your gallery, save it to uh, uh -huh. internal storage or print it if you have Google Pl Cloud Print enabled, which I don't. Don't ask me why. It's a sore subject. Uh, so that's note block. It's a uh, note block without the K. And it's free, unlike Cam Scanner, nor was it embroiled in a controversy yeah. of stealing data, <laughs> doing all that, whatever it was that happened a couple of weeks ago. So this is what I've switched to. I've dumped Cam Scanner. I'm not renewing my membership. Uh, I suggest you join me over here. <laughs> In this world. I'm going to go ahead and, and scan one final document. It is Burke's um, outline of the uh, booty bear or whatever that, uh, that that booty shaking. What was it? The twerking bear? Yes. It's, yes, the twerking bear. I, I'm yes. assuming that's what this yes. is. This is Burke's outline of the dimensions of the twerking bear so he can do something with it. I'm not really quite sure what. Uh, <laughs> also, it's free of ads. It's free of ads if you have the play pass, so you don't have to deal with any ads. Nice. Looking good. That is note block without the K, all one word. And it is on play pass. Uh, or you can or you can find it. And I'm, I don't know what the, the cost is. No, well, no, it's free. Wait a minute. How is it free, but it's yes, also but on play ads. pass? Because oh, I see. Pass removes the ads. That's yeah. right. Okay, so you don't have to deal I'm with. I'm slow. Yeah. I've been up. And it was just updated uh, yesterday to include Android 10 bug corrections. Well, good for it. That's note block. Awesome. So you can pl place your vote for your favorite app this week. Go to twit.to slash aaa poll four four two and place your vote. Is it PlantNet? Is it Birthdays or Note Block? Place your vote at twit.to slash Triple A poll four forty two, and we will check in on that next week. Victor is circling like a like a bird circling over a carcass. Uh, and <laughs> what actually describes me? What's happening? <laughs> yes, I know. Which one did you vote for? The birthdays one. Birthdays. I, birthdays gets the vote. I do need help remembering birthdays. Yeah, don't we all? We all do. Yeah. This is we, we know too many people. It's hard to keep it all straight. And Duncan's right. Sometimes a it's, phone call is better than. The Facebook. Oh yeah. Happy birthday. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. 
For sure. Or especially even a text message. Better. Always better. A te- like a morning text message, especially. And then yeah, you go in the morning, one. you say, I hope, I hope your day is great and makes you feel special. Yeah. Yeah. It feels nice to get that morning text. Uh, yes. It's like, oh, it, you know, it's probably the same amount of effort to do that than it is to post on a Facebook wall. Actually, it's easier to post on a Facebook wall. That's why you should do the text. Don't they even have like just just send happy birthday like click this button and it sends happy birthday or something like that? Yeah, before I left Facebook, all I get was an automated message. It was the same automated message from everyone. Yeah, so I I, I felt very loved. <laughs> exactly. Well, we've done it. We've reached the end of the episode, uh, jam packed full of Google hardware. It's always a big episode every year, and somehow we managed to get through this episode with not one but two. Uh, hotel Wi-Fi connection. So thanks to everyone for, <laughs> for your patience. Uh, but I think all things considered, it worked pretty darn well uh, today. And just appreciate you hopping on with us, Duncan Jaffrey, osdroid.net, Oz as in Australia. So osdroid, all one word, .net. Go there. You've got coverage uh, of the device announcements today. And I'm sure you have reviews and everything in the cooker uh, are you doing the review or are, are your uh, your workmates doing that? We're going to break the devices up, not literally, uh, between us. Uh, so I will be getting one of them and we're just figuring all that out now. I'm a bit of an IoT home automation buff and I'm a, mid- a mid-range fan, so I'm fairly certain the pixels aren't in my future. Got it. Well, I'm happy you had some time with it regardless. And uh, really happy that you could spend some time with us tonight, Duncan. It's always great getting you on. And, uh, well, this is the second year in a row that you've joined for this particular episode. Uh, so, you know, next year will probably be hitting you up again. See you next year. Right. <laughs> Works for always us and it works for you. <laughs> it does. Look, thanks for having us. We love being here. Right on. If you want to catch what we write, you can catch us at osdroid.net. Yep, and catch you at at Dunofrey on Twitter. Did I pronounce that right? You did. All right. All it's, right. My, it's my Jedi name. Love it. Well, thank you again, Duncan. It's always great uh, having you on. And thank you, Flo. It's always great having you on as well, uh, this time from New York City. Feeling so cosmopolitan. I don't know how Ron does it this late every <laughs> week. I just want to give Ron his props right now. It's- yeah. It's 10 o'clock over here. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, so I am going to be home tomorrow and I will have the phone with me uh, probably this weekend because I'm going to be on This Week in Tech talking nice. about all this Google stuff. Yep. So tune in this Sunday. Uh, I will be on, on the panel. And uh, let's see. Oh, I launched a podcast. Yes, by the you way. did. Congratulations. Uh, I'm allowed to talk about that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have no idea why I'm, how I have time to do all this stuff, but you know what? You know what? We just do what we can. Yeah. It's called Honestly Tech. Apple's dragging its feet on approval, but everybody else has approved it. So if you're a Spotify user or Google Podcasts or you want an RSS feed, you could go to honestlytechpod.com and uh, you've got links over there and Pocket Casts. Of course, Pocket Casts was the first one to index me. So thank you, Russell Ivanovich. I'm forever grateful for whatever product you put out there that made me feel seen. Uh, Other than that, if you need to see me elsewhere on the internet, florenceion.com. And uh, hey, on Twitter at OLEDFLOW, if you have any like questions about the Pixel 4, any of the new features that come with it, 
let me know because it's high time now. I'm pitching how to's uh, to the places where I write. And, uh, you know, I'm really going to be diving deep into these new Google products. So if you have a question, if you want to know how something works uh, or you just want to know if something's worth it, hit me up on Twitter at OlethFlow and all over the internet. Hit flow up on the internet. Hit me uh, up. Love the logo, by oh, the way. For the, and for also, the wait, one more thing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, also, one more thing, because I would like to continue shilling myself. Um, uh, my first piece that I wrote with Megan Maroney as my editor is up. Yes, it is. It's a at great one zero piece. medium. Yes, fantastic so, piece. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm pitching to Megan Maroney, and I've got my next one in the pipeline. So. Enjoy awesome. that. <laughs> awesome. You are busy. I, I don't I don't know how you do it, but you are a busy, busy person. I have not been exercising, but I'm trying to get back to that. Anyway. <laughs> You're sacrificing yourself for your for your work. Uh also yeah, also take care of yourself. Just take yes, care of yes. yourself too. Uh you need you need a little of that. We all need a little of that in our lives. Uh thank you, Flo. Always great. And uh next week thank you, Jason. we will all thank you be all. back here. Uh, to do the show, Ron yes, should be in back. Person. And um, yeah, I'm. Uh, let's see here. I'm doing. I feel like uh, very You're soon. Fresh off of vacation. Yeah, I'm fresh off of vacation. I feel like I jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. Uh, <laughs> and and the next month is going to get crazy because Leo and Lisa are going to be gone. So I'm going to be doing security now and this week in Google, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, but yes, so you're going to see a lot of me on the network. And so that's either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your perspective. But that's going to be my next, the next month of my life. So uh, look forward to that. <laughs> I hope uh, I definitely am. Uh, so it's going to be a fun month. Uh, but as for this show, thank you so much uh, each and every week for t- for checking out the podcast. This podcast podcast publishes every Tuesday evening. So a little bit later from now, Victor's going to publish that. You can find it and subscribe at twit.tv/aaa. And then you're, there you're going to find everything you need to know, links to all the different places that you can subscribe, all the videos if you want to watch it on the page uh, or listen to it on the page, whatever you need to know, it's there. Also, leave us voicemail, 347-SHOW-AAA. Send us email at AAA at twit.tv and find uh, Twit uh, all over the social networks. Uh, pick, pick your one, pick your poison. Twitter, it's at Twit. Instagram is twit.tv. Uh, a whole lot going on. And we're just doing a lot of promoting on social. And it's a lot of fun. We're having fun with it. So uh, we hope you're enjoying that. Uh, But that's it. Let's round it out and be done. Thank you, Victor, for your help tonight. Uh, And always appreciate your help. Yeah, thank you, Victor. (laughs) And thanks to all of you for watching. We'll see you next week on another episode of All About Android. Bye, everybody. Bye.